Let me say that last line again. Everything we have comes from you and we give you only what you first give us. That last verse is a great place to start because it recognizes the true source. And so on this Stewardship Sunday, we come recognizing God's goodness and God's grace. A God who is generous by nature. A God who cares about each and every one of us. Every living creature. That's why we proclaim at the beginning of every single Sunday. Let me hear it again. God is good. All the time. All the time. God is good. It's why on this Stewardship Sunday, it's a celebration. It's joyful. It's like what was going on in this passage. The Israelites were filled with joy. And so like the Israelites, we celebrate that God is good and generous. We celebrate that all of our needs continue to be met and more. We celebrate that God has brought Long Valley Presbyterian Church through another year. And yes, it's been a challenging one. Yet God has remained faithful. God continues to provide through vibrant worship, whether it's indoors or outdoors or online. Whether it's through the amazing staff that we have. Kim Lucci does an amazing job every single week. She is a joy to work with. And we are so thankful that Vanya is back and she's healthy and she's working with our kids and our confirmands and our parents. How thankful we are for that. And as we just heard, how thankful we are for Helene and Rob and our choir that just makes, takes our worship to a whole nother level every single Sunday. How thankful I am for a terrific session that we have. For deacons that are caring and loving. For committee members and volunteers. For the programs that we can be a part of for all ages. From nursery care to faith quest, youth group, confirmation, men's Bible study, women's Bible study. The list goes on and on. And then this year we're able to have concerts and numerous outreach efforts. We have facilities that continue to be improved and well looked after. We have so much to celebrate. We have so much to feel good about. Can I get an amen? Amen. <laughs> yes. As Christians, we acknowledge and we celebrate that God is the source. And so we are filled with gratitude and joy because we know and trust that even in the midst of a very challenging time that we are looked after, that we are provided for. And so I'm thinking back to the Sermon on the Mount where people are anxious and worried. And Jesus says, look at the birds of the air. They don't plant or harvest. They don't store up food in barns. And yet your heavenly father looks after them Aren't you more valuable than these? So in those words, we are reminded that God is the source. That God cares about each and every one of us. 
And we're also reminded about the posture of giving that we should have. As I mentioned a couple weeks ago, when we're worried, when we're anxious, when we live life like this, I think that's what he was talking about when he was referring to the storing up of barns. But Christ wants us to live like this, open-handed. Because God is generous towards us, we have the freedom to be generous as well. And when we live as stewards, something strange takes place. It's quite a paradox, is that when we are able, in this posture, to receive God's generosity and then pass it on to those in need, to ministries and outreach efforts and this church that you belong to, and then we continue back and then we're able to receive more. And so the more we give away, the more we're able to receive. Because God's generosity is flowing through us. And so let me share with you something that I read in this Bible passage today. I love this passage. It's long, a lot of details about gold and silver and everything. But in this passage, we see King David at the height of his reign. And he leads by example. He chooses first to give generously of all that he has towards God's temple. And now here he is with power and might and authority. He could have ordered every single person in Israel says, now you give too. But notice he didn't do that. Listen again. He doesn't command. He asks. Now then. Who will follow my example and give offerings to the Lord today? And so various leaders from all parts of the country, they begin to give generously. It continues on. The people rejoiced over the offerings for they had given freely and wholeheartedly to the Lord. And King David was filled with joy. King David had become a wise king. A man after God's own heart. He wanted his people to experience the joy of giving. Not under compulsion, but with eagerness and joy. And so joy and generosity permeated their giving and they gave from their hearts. They are eager to give. Now, if you fast forward into the New Testament, we learn from the Apostle Paul in the New Testament, where he describes the posture of our giving. He says, not reluctantly, not under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. That word cheerful in Greek is the word hilarion. It's where we get the word hilarious. God loves a hilarious giver. I love that. Last week, we heard from two hilarious people, Linda and Gary Rowe. Would you agree? Every single time around them, they make me laugh. I love that. And they were able to share their personal story of why this church means so much to them. Why they are joyful givers. 
Let me share with you a recent story about our family. I first sensed a few years ago that God was calling me to another congregation. And so talking to Amelia, I put my name out there as a part of the call process and you start to trade emails and phone calls and you go out to uh, interviews. And after about a year, not a single church had been the right fit. Not a single church had extended the call. We talk about being hilarious. I truly believe that God has a sense of humor because after a year or so, within 48 hours, two churches had extended a call to me. It's never easy, is it? So here my family and I had two very different churches and we prayed and we started to compare and contrast and think about what it would look like in these very different contexts. But one of the reasons why I felt that God called, was calling me to this congregation was your generosity. I wanted to be a part of a church that can be extravagant in their generosity and could make a significant impact in and through your generosity. That really appealed to me. The impact that this church could make. And boy, was I right. We witnessed it this past summer where the mission committee and our session says, let's, let's go for it. Let's see if we can raise 25,000 towards the amazing ministries at Camp Johnsonburg and the capital campaign. Not only did you meet that, you exceeded it. Nearly $30,000 towards that amazing ministry. And you should know that when I go up to Johnsonburg, they're talking about you and your generosity. On Thursdays, I go and have coffee with the local Presbyterian pastors. They're talking about you. And your extravagant, cheerful, joyful generosity that you shared towards Johnsonburg. Same thing this time last year. Things are kind of were declining. And we said, come alongside this church that you care about. And you're Pledges increased by 10%, $30,000. And so once again, cheerful, joyful in your giving. And as I speak to people that know this church well, they say, if we can do that again this year, 10%, an additional $30,000, we'll hit $300,000 in terms of our pledges. And then we'll be in a very healthy place for the size of this church and the ministries and the outreach efforts that we want to be a part of. So much of living as stewards is about trust. When we trust in God's provision, we can then be generous in knowing that we'll have enough, more than enough. Now, some people and some pastors, they dread Stewardship Sunday. I don't. I look forward to it because I've come to know who God is from the time I was 12 and I had a paper out 5 a.m. every morning 
10 bucks a day. But that was still 300 bucks a month for a 12 year old. That's pretty good. And then my parents taught me in this household, we tithe. And so that first 10%, 30 bucks every month went towards my church. And you can live, and, we, and my parents said, then you can do what you want with the 90%. So I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for the times that were hard, where I lost my job, where Amelia wasn't working, where we lost our home. It's why we say we offer our tithes and our offerings. There are times where it's really hard to tithe. And so we give what we can, and those are our offerings. And so I've seen in my 40-something years the generosity of God. And through the spiritual discipline of giving, sacrificial giving, I have learned to trust in God more, to know who God is. Let me finish with this. Not only do I trust in God, but I trust you. I trust that God has blessed your life, has provided for each and one, every one of your needs in unique ways, and that you will continue to allow God's generosity to flow through you. I trust that our giving is going to continue to be generous, and that as this happens, this church will continue to impact countless lives. God has truly blessed this congregation for generations and will continue to bless this church and its many ministries for years to come. I don't know exactly what that's going to look like, but I'm excited to find out. I cannot wait to see what unfolds in the life of this congregation as we continue to allow God's generosity to flow not just to us, but through us when we live as stewards. Amen.